Welcome, you are listening to Links at Bain & Gray, a catalogue of podcasts centred on all things business support in the workplace. Our aim is to bring you interesting and relevant content that will keep you up to date and thriving in your role. Good morning and welcome to Links Presents. This morning, I am so excited to welcome our guest um, as part of the Links Presents portfolio. We've got the fabulous Camilla McCusker, who I've known for, gosh, nearly 20 years, um, who has got an incredible career to date. um, And I don't think she's even anywhere peaking yet in her career. Um, Camilla's got an incredible background um, spanning across a variety of industries from hospitality through to royalty, corporate communications, search and selection, and now happily settled um, at one of the world's largest global foundations. Welcome, Camilla. Hello, Emily. Thanks for having me today. Oh, it's a real pleasure, Camilla. Um, Gosh, I don't know where to start with you, Camilla. There's so much to talk about. I know. I have to say, when you've just read out the list of industries, I thought, oh, my God, that sounds like a job hop, like crazy. But (laughs) (laughs) absolutely not. I think you've just been, I would say, poached and lured in many of your in many of your roles. Um, I think let's start with your current role, because it's so interesting. Could you just tell us um, in your words rather than mine, what you actually do now, where you work and what you do? Absolutely. So I work for um, a large global foundation and I'm the director of the president's office there with the second largest global foundation um, uh, in the world. And we support many different um, individuals and networks through um, through grants that, that we provide uh, across all sorts of um, human rights. Um, oh, wow. Gosh, that sounds quite niche um in terms of um who you're working for um and does this role involve traveling are you based in london i'm based in london it does involve traveling which has actually been quite exciting because my last travel role was about 15 years ago Um, wow and that was a two-year travel EA uh, role, which we can certainly talk about later, <laughs> later in the podcast. But it has been really exciting. And, you know, as I said, it was 15 years ago that I was traveling a lot, mainly to New York and across the States. Um, and being back in New York sort of 15 years later as a completely different person has, has sure. been really exciting. I'm sure. And actually, like you said, different. I know now you, you know, you're a mother of two. Yes. Um, my experience of New York um, when I went only about some seven years ago was I thought this is the pe- this is the place to live in your 20s. But going Absolutely. back in your 40s, I thought, oh, my God, I'm exhausted. Get me home. <laughs> Absolutely. Every my people keep saying to me, oh, do you just, you know, is it fabulous dinners? Are you just going shopping after work? I was like, no, I go back to the hotel and I order their amazing cheesecake. Yeah. Um, and sit in bed. And just sit in bed. Yeah. Yeah. How nice. Ready for the next <laughs> so your role at the moment, um, uh, you're sort of underplaying it, but you are the, the, the director of the president's office, which is, a, you know, an extraordinary achievement um, of where, where you've sort of come from. How did you start your career as a PA, Camilla? Talk me so, through your studies, etc. Absolutely. So I studied Middle Eastern history and politics at university. And mm. um, I had a glitch, actually, when I when I came to graduate in a, a long a long story but essentially 
um, I'd missed one of my final exams because a member of my family had been taken into hospital and I was told oh it's fine it's fine you can graduate you've got enough points and then I went to collect my graduation certificate and they said oh actually no no you don't you're gonna have to retake that exam in a year oh and so I sort of found myself not having graduated but knowing I would in a year and you know as, as most sort of 22 year olds have to suddenly find a job and a friend of mine had said her husband was looking for uh, an EA for maternity contract, which was going to be a year. And I thought, you know what? The stars have aligned and I will go and do this for a year. I don't really know what an EA is. I don't know what this job is. And I literally just fell into it that just that sort of easily. Um, and I just loved it. I loved mm. it. it was- did you go back and do your exam? I did. I had, to take, I had to take it was so bizarre <laughs> I had to take a week off a holiday to, to cram and study yeah um, and then I took the exam at the end of the year uh, at the end of that week and um graduated and oh wonderful <laughs> and you it never was so looked weird back. I never looked back it was such a weird experience um but then and that was that first role was in hospitality that was in a five-star mm. boutique hotel in London so it was again I was very privileged and lucky that my first EA role was sort of looking after the general manager who was essentially essentially the CEO of that hotel so it was a Mm. huge role that I hadn't appreciated I was actually stepping into Mm. um right time right place exactly but I think also hospitality there's no better training I mean you literally learnt in the best environment to set you up absolutely and then I moved from there to the Dorchester Hotel which was again I mean what a place to learn everything and again at the time I don't I didn't appreciate I I definitely soaked everything in that I possibly could Mm -hmm. um the the gentleman that I was EA to was the what was called the resident manager he essentially looked after everything apart from the food and beverage within the Dorchester and Mm -hmm. he said to me when I started you can either be a typist really happy with that we've got lots of correspondence that needs to be dealt with or you can come and shadow me and just watch everything I do and so I picked the latter um and just soaked in as much as I could from him and I have to say you know however many gosh 20 years later I do still credit him Mm. with the the really core skills that I mm. that I learned. How amazing to have been put to, to work for somebody who was so mentoring and so inspirational. Yeah. Um and, and could obviously recognize your ambition and your sort of interest and curiosity in the role. Um, because like you said, you could easily have gone down another path mm. which wouldn't have let you grow or understand the business or become so much more than yeah. I mean, typists I don't think even exist anymore Um, um, so so that's amazing I mean I was actually going to say who do you think sort of been sort of a huge um, um, inspiration and who do you sort of credit as helping you in your career and that certainly sounds like somebody definitely definitely and but there have been many I mean it's particularly women I think I've always felt very grateful to women who are you know probably I would say at least 10, 15, 20 years, even older than me, I've always looked to, I guess, not seek out mentors, but where people are, are there and willing to offer their support. Mm-hmm. I've always mm-hmm. absolutely sort of missed so grabbed up. every on duty. Yeah, well, that's great advice yeah. for our listeners. Um, you know, you've got to be proactive in that, haven't you? You've got to go after learning off people or asking people to sort of lead you in the right direction. If you're just going to sit back and just sort of do the day to day, you're not going to get very far in your role, no, are you? No, no. Um, You've talked about how you found your first PA role. Um, 
moving away from hospitality, um, what for you has been the most challenging PA role in your career today and why? The most challenging has been, uh, I think, the, the travel EA role that I did. And that was a two year role where for all intents and purposes, I gave up my entire life. Mm. Um, willingly happily you know happily Mm -hmm. uh, to go and travel with this particular person um who just I'm so sorry just what my connection seems to be going um don't worry I can still hear you yeah okay good (laughs) (laughs) um who I you know traveled with this particular person and every day was different we were in different cities you know depending on where the mood took us Mm. uh there was a large business element to it so it wasn't sort of um frivolous shall I say Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. were lots of um moving parts at all times Mm -hmm. and it was challenging because I hadn't you know up until that point I'd been in hospitality and then I'd worked for um an ambassador in London so everything was sort of I guess in hospitality things are corporate and there are business related items but it's it's sort of much more varied on a day-to-day yeah. basis whereas yes. this was really tracking contracts as well as everything oh, okay. else that you were doing on a day-to-day basis so right I had to present myself very quickly as a business assistant um mm-hmm. and that was challenging because it's something I hadn't done before I guess mm-hmm. I was 27 probably at the time mm-hmm. um and it was a it was a role in which I had to bring myself as Camilla as well as the professional person. So I really, really had to give my entire self to the role. Mm. Um, if that was that sense. a 24-7 role? It was a 24-7. Plus. Plus, plus, <laughs> plus. <laughs> um, did, you, did you feel, because th- these roles are unusual and, and they're always very attractive, especially to our, I'd say, our, our, our younger PA community people say oh the traveling a world sounds so glamorous etc but actually the reality it, it, it is incredibly hard work isn't it you, there's no off switch no there isn't and I think you know again I used to have people you know friends oh my goodness you've just been here and there and and you know all these glamorous places and I don't think I even I don't think I saw anything I remember I had been to New York I think nine times and had never seen anything of New York because you would land you'd get into Mm -hmm. a car you'd go to a hotel you'd then go to lots of meetings um I also with this particular role had to literally cover through the evening so I would be going and attending dinners Mm. um again it sounds yeah I went to some lovely participating in participating in dinners dinners around the table and and as I said you know that of course I had some lovely food and went to some lovely restaurants but I was never there on my own right you know you're there and And you're on show yeah you're on show absolutely yeah yeah and then you know you'd go back and you debrief and and probably get into bed at about I don't know half past 10 11 o'clock having started your day at 6 Mm a.m and then doing Um, it all again all again absolutely no exhausting yeah but definitely but you know for the right person I I have never regretted doing that role. Mm-hmm. It it I learned a lot about myself as as um as an individual about what I want in life, what I don't want mm-hmm. in life, and mm-hmm. you know was. And then tell me, where did that take you after that? Because I mean, two years is a long time to to, to like you say, give up your life um, yeah. to be traveling a lot at someone's beck and call. Where does where where does that take you after that? So after that, I did take. Um, I, I, I had suffered burnout. I think mm. it would be wrong for me not to say that I had. Um, mm. 
and I took about three months off um I had enough you know enough savings and I mm-hmm. took and it was over the summer and, and you probably lots of earned friends. it I earned it lots of friends were turning 30 um and I and I just took the summer and I just really thought I've whatever happens next I need to make sure it's the right thing for me um and actually talking about mentors one of my most fabulous mentors um who I'd actually met along the way during that that two-year role contacted me and said oh, I've heard you've left you know said person and and there is a role that's come up and I just think you'd be perfect for it this gentleman wants um a business assistant an EA but somebody who can do more mm-hmm. um and and it was just you know that sort of introduction I went to meet him and worked for him for four years um and I'm actually now 10 years later having left that role back with him again um yeah. in this current role so you know these things I think in life what I'm trying to say is that don't ever um close doors but then don't ever be sort of closed-minded on things because that role that I went on to do was a very corporate role it was mm. and I did that for four years and I'd always I think that's, I think that's when our paths crossed actually. I th- it was it was and and actually I think what's really interesting here Camilla obviously I meet lots and lots of EAs PAs chief of staff but there seems to always be a sort of at the very senior level you, your paths will cross with somebody who you just connected with who you work with but perhaps you might veer away, but then you will come back, which is, yeah. I know what you've done. You know, everyone evolves and changes and changes roles and companies, etc. Um, And I think that's a real theme here. Don't underestimate people that will come across your pathway, even yeah. from a very early age, because you never know where, where, you never where know. you'll be in 20 years time and then you might need their advice or they might yeah. recommend you to somebody else. So I think that's a really good piece of advice. And also don't listeners. think that you're, you know, beneath that, uh, not that, not that you're beneath it, but that you're, you know, you're too junior to have a mentor or, yeah. oh, who am I to network? It, absolutely. And then you don't mm. have to network in a sort of, you know, uh, overly obvious way, but, you know, mm. nurture the relationships that you, mm. you make with people along the way, because I think, uh, and it's something I, I'm really mindful to do as I've sort of progressed through my career. Mm. And it's not, again, it's not an ego thing that I want to give my advice to people, but the people who mentored me throughout my career were so important that Mm. it's really important for me to try and give whatever nuggets of gold that they gave to me to pass those on to the next generation as well. So I'm sure you're doing that in your current position at the moment as well. So, um, so what, what in your, I mean, your roles, you've obviously evolved a lot to where you are now, but fundamentally the principles stay the same. Um, So what, um, what um what do you like most about being a PA so I think the the thing I've enjoyed the most about being a PA and it translates absolutely to what I do now is being a problem solver and in the role I have now it's just elevated to being a high level problem solver whereas I think when I was an EA it was more around sort of the daily you know problems that were flying at you um and that every day is different I mean I've had yeah. a couple of roles where days you know sort of were, were quite similar but you know if you get a really good meaty EA role the days are just glorious because you just don't know what's going to come what's going to be thrown at yeah. you absolutely yeah. so what advice would you give to the sort of the younger PA um who's starting out um in their career um what what would if you had to give some some crucial advice what would it be I would say 
as, as you started off with my <laughs> massive array of industry hopping, do not get sidelined into one particular industry. Definitely look at everything and anything that sounds interesting to you. Um, I always said I would never work in a corporate environment. I would never be a corporate EA. And actually, that was one of the best roles I had for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Really focus on the type of company that you want to work in you know whether that's a mission-based company you know the purpose around what they do whether that matters Mm -hmm. to you whether it doesn't kind of really try and understand the the environment that you want to be in as opposed to people can get hung up on status and titles and you know where does that sector sector absolutely yeah totally my advice would just be be as open as you can and yeah and really seek out what and listen and listen absolutely. Yeah, absolutely yeah I agree with that completely so what or sort of on the back of that following on then what three attributes do you think make a really good assistant I think emotional intelligence is really important and I know that's oh. a really hard one to test for and demonstrate yes. but I but I do think you know especially in interview um, in an interview process just demonstrating that you're able to listen and portray yourself in a in a way that's empathetic and mm. understanding um, that's definitely one being a multitasker I mean I know that's you know again really obvious but you, you've got to be able to be flexible to move mm. from some you know something to another and not having that mm. sort of that rigid nature that mm-hmm. you can't adapt um I'm just thinking of something really simple when you say that, which is, you know, some some EAs do really complex travel and diary management. And um, just thinking about them, um, you know, when a schedule changes. Yeah, absolutely. Boss, and it's almost like, I mean, I'd be useless. I, I would be like, what? That took me three hours. Exactly. To sort that out. And now I'm going to do it all again. Absolutely. <laughs> and we, we actually, it's funny you say that. We had that yesterday and one of the EAs in my team, she just, you know, she just took it in her stride because things just change all the time um and 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 I think what's it's a a similar vein but I think being being able to be nimble I think you have to be able to to just I mean roll with the punches it's a horrible term but you know you just on any given day you don't know what's coming and it could be Mm. a lovely day where you know things go to plan and it could be a day where absolutely nothing goes to plan yeah sure and just just go with it pick yourself up dust yourself down and off we go again yeah Yeah. because actually ultimately no matter how big the team that you work with whether it's one-on-one whether it's working with one person and their team around them people will always look to the EA to be the kind of grounding force Mm. and if you're the person flapping around having a sort of you know hysterical nightmare about everything I think that actually unsettles a team and it unsettles the dynamic no well it so. flows down doesn't absolutely. it I mean, it absolutely does yeah. if you can just say no we can move on we can yeah. sort this we've then got that's this super. Yeah. so um, two more questions Camilla because we like to keep these podcasts short sweet and interesting to our listeners um yes. this is a really big question actually and, and actually you know I've been in secretarial recruitment for oh my goodness, I mean, nearly 30 years now. And, and to me, fundamentally, the roles have changed, but nothing in terms of what we do, et cetera, and how much people rely on their assistance. But fundamentally, people still need assistance. You know, that's yeah. never going to change. But how different do you think the sort of the EAPA will, will, will look like in sort of 10 years' time? It's a really interesting question. I think, I think there's a generation of... Uh, I was going to say men, but let's say people um, <laughs> who 
who I think will, you know, be coming out of the workforce where they've been used to having a very traditional EAPA who does everything for them from mm-hmm. booking their haircuts to their expenses to and I, and I have seen in the last five years since COVID actually a real shift in in the way that principals are able to do some of that more themselves and I I know some people are, are sort of worried oh what if they do their own expenses on their phone themselves in an app what do, where does that leave my role I actually think it, it leaves the EA role as quite an exciting role yeah um, to open up much more project management much more sort of um to add value more, in other areas absolutely yeah. much mm. more scope for being able to be directly involved because people will have that mental brain space to be able to you know think mm. oh actually I can connect these dots mm. and I think that's something that a, a good EA does is connect mm. dots constantly mm. um and again oh, thank people- you for that I mean it's 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 a it's a question we're asking everybody in in our links presents and it's um you know, I've heard for years, oh, we won't need EAs. No, we know. I mean, I just, I no, I just strongly don't no. agree at all. I think behind every really successful executive is a phenomenal PAEA. And yeah. the role, the role will change and evolve and AI will replace some things like we've just said, expenses and yeah. apps, etc. But actually, fundamentally, we need that human <laughs> yeah, <laughs> next absolutely. to us. <laughs> absolutely. And I um, think, you know, hybrid yeah. working only only adds to that you know everyone always said oh you could never be an EA and work from home and I think we've just all proved well we've proved everybody wrong exactly exactly. definitely so um Camilla when you're not being one of London's top fabulous assistants and when you're not looking after your two gorgeous children what do you what do you do for downtime what do you enjoy doing it's an interesting question um five are you thinking when have I got time when do I have that time (laughs) I used to I used to do lots of exercise and that's when I was in EA um you know before I had the kids I that was always my outlet and actually now it's just simple things in life it's I I enjoy going for walks we've moved out of London and we're now sort of on the in the suburbs so I try and just enjoy being you know a, a new chapter of life where I can mm. and being always... present exactly it's exactly. all about being present isn't Absolutely. it at the moment yeah oh, super Camilla thank you so much your you. career today is so inspiring and um you've you're you're a real model of success in terms of how where you've got to so I know that our listeners are going to love this thank you so much oh, thank you so much Emily lovely to be oh. here today thanks take care bye bye